We continue in Simon Reish Mem Dalit, and we're up to Sif Hey. Uh, the Mechaber is going to quote a Machlokas between the Rambam and the Ravid, and then we'll see in the Mishnah Brewer there's actually a Machlokas Achronim between the Magan of Rome and the Taz how to understand the Rambam. Let's take a look here at the Mechaber. Im Socher Yehudi if uh, you hired a non-Jew for a year or two, paying him a salary, to write for you or to weave a beged for you, you'd be allowed to let him continue his writing or his weaving on Shabbos. It's viewed as if you made a kablonis deal that you're paying him to write the Sefer or to make the Begid, because he could do so whenever he pleases. So the Mechaber is teaching us, even though this is not a classic case of Kablanus, you're not paying him for the job, you are giving him a salary for a year or two, but it has the same basic leniency as Kablanus, because he could do it whenever is convenient, and therefore he chooses to do it on Shabbos, um, that would be okay. Then the Mechaber continues and says, this is only mutter, assuming there are two conditions that are met. One is, that you're not makbid, that he's there every single day, but you're more liberal and you allow him to take off time here and there. And the second stipulation is, that the malacha, the kesiva, the ariga, cannot take place in the Beis Yisrael, because that would be a problem of Marisai. So that's the sheet of the Rambam. Then the Mechaber quotes the dissenting opinion, the Ravid, who says hiring the non-Jew for a year or two, it's not a real kablonis deal, and therefore it would be Aser. Says the Ramah, The leniency of the first opinion of the Mechaber that heter of the Rambam, is only if you're hiring the any Yehudi for a particular task, like writing the Sefer or making the Begid. But if you're hiring them more as your personal secretary, that you're on call and whenever I need you for whatever it may be, you're there for me, then then everyone would agree that it's Aser, Kamoshi is Baris, Sovsim and Reish Memzayan, like we'll see in Reish Memzayan. So that was the Machlokis, the, the Rambam, and the Ravid. Comes along the Mishnah Buru and Sifkat and Chavdalid, Sheikh Tavlo, Kasev Amagan Avram. Kavanah the Rambam, the intent of the Rambam is as follows Kederach Hasarim Sheeshlehem Sofer Miyuchad, Ochayed Miyuchad, just like wealthy people, they might have their own personal scribe or tailor. Whenever he wants to write something down, he'll call upon his scribe to do so. And when there's no need for him to be recording something, he'll sit there and he'll play solitaire. And that's why you would be allowed to let him do the Malacha and Shabbos. Because the Jew is not telling him, I need this done today. 
And if he chooses to write down and record or do the riga, he could do so the next day. Veni Yisrael Marviach, the Jew is gaining nothing from the malacha that was done on Shabbos. But if you hire him to always write or always be working and sewing on Begadim, then then even the Rambam would say it's also to allow him to continue the Malacha on Shabbos. Even though you're not medaktik if he misses a day here or there, the Jew is still benefiting from his malacha. So the only hatter is, now and again, I call upon you to record something or to sew the begid. Then if you choose to do so in Shabbos, I'm really gaining nothing from that malacha. Um, in contrast to a case where I'm hiring you to be writing constantly or to be osik in, in sewing and weaving and ariga, then that would be a problem to allow him to do so in Shabbos. It's a mashma from the Taz. That even in this kind of case, where you're hiring him and he's always doing these malachos, that would still have the basic heter of kablonus. Because you're not makbid if he misses a day, that's why it would be mutter, even though you might be gaining from the fact that he's doing his malacha on Shabbos. But if the Balabayas is Makbid, then everyone would agree it's also for him to do that Malacha. That would be tantamount to commanding him, to instructing him to do the Malacha on Shabbos itself. Old Kosovo Taz, the Taz furthermore writes, Who can Makbid? If you give him a time frame, I need this report done by Monday morning, or I need the, the jacket sewed by you know, Tuesday afternoon. But you know there's hours and hours of work here, and there's no way he could complete that work without doing it on Shabbos. And even if theoretically he could stay up all night and, and instead of working on Shabbos, he could choose to start at a 9 o'clock p.m. Saturday night and work until 4 in the morning, we view this as if you're asking him to do the malacha for you on Shabbos. So what we have here is a fundamental machlokus between the Taz and the Magan of Ram and how to understand the Rambam. And we also have a very important halacha of the Taz um, giving us guidelines for what's considered asking for the malacha to be done on Shabbos. So again, the Magan of Ram holds that the heter of the Rambam is only in a case where his malacha that he's choosing to do on Shabbos is not benefiting the Jew at all, because he could do it a different day. Um, the Taz comes along and says the heter of the Rambam is even more expansive, it's even if he has a lot of work to do, and therefore him choosing to do it on Shabbos will be helpful to the Jew, because now he'll be able to get more work in. As long as the Balabayas is not makbid, that he doesn't miss a day, that would be mutter. That's the machlokus, Magan of Ramadataz. And the Taz comes along and he says, 
Everyone agrees that you can't ask him to do malacha on Shabbos, obviously, but giving him a time frame, telling him it must be done, knowing full well the only way to complete the task is by doing the malacha on Shabbos, that would be us according to everybody. So the Chiddush of the Taz here is that even though it's possible to do it um, during the wee hours of the morning and not have to do the work on Shabbos, because the normal way to do this would be to utilize those hours, that's Kimitzavalo. That's as if I'm telling him to do it on Shabbos. Now we did mention a while back that Ramosha has a tshuva, where he says if you give your clothing to the cleaners Friday afternoon, and you ask for it first thing Monday morning, and you know they're closed on Sunday, so by definition, the malacha will take place on Shabbos. So there Moshe says, that's totally mutter, because the fact they're choosing not to work on Shabbos is for their own convenience. It's only in a case like this of the Taz, where the only way for them to avoid working on Shabbos is to do something totally abnormal, then there's no heter. Uh, let's continue with Sifkat and Chavhei. So we said there were two stipulations for the heter of the Rambam to apply. Number one is that the Balabais is not makbid, he allows him to take off now and again. He allows him to take a break, to have sick days, take holidays, whatever it is. Chavzayin, Bebeis Yisrael. And the malacha cannot take place in the house of the Israel, because there, even if he was a classic kablan, where you'd be paying him for the work, for the job itself, that would be usher based on Marasayan. Now it's interesting he chooses to say Reishnun base. Didn't we have this before in the previous Sif? We said, anything you're doing on the property of the Jew, even if you're a Kablan, that's Marasayan. Why is he quoting Reish Nun Beis? I think the answer is we're going to learn um, that there's a different issue of Marasayan. The classic problem we've been discussing until now is where you're hiring him as a Kablan, but people will be choshed you and they're going to think, maybe he's a Schir Yom, and you're in violation of Mir Lakum, he's a Schir Yom. In Reishnun Beis, we have uh, another Marazayan, which is if he's working in the house, not just on your property, but he's in the house while you're there and he's doing malacha, there's a concern that people will think you told him to do that particular malacha right here and now on Shabbos. So even if people assume he's a Kablan, if they think that you told them to do that malacha, that would be an Isra of Amir Lakum. So that's why the uh, Ksiva or the Ariga cannot take place with Beis Yisrael. Sivkot and Chavches, V'yesh Misha Oser, Hu Das Haraivetz. The Raivet argues with the Rambam. V'hinei ledas ha-taz hanal, Nicha b'pshitus tam Raivet. According to the Taz's understanding of the Rambam, we understand the Raivet very well. The Svirilei, Da'af she'ena makbed al-bitulo, Mikol makom harei Yisrael marviyech al-yodo. The Ravid would say, it's true the Balabais is not makbid, and he would allow the, uh, the worker to take off here and there, but he's benefiting from the, uh, the malacha, and therefore it's asr. The dasa magan of Ram, hanal, gam keinicha, and according to the magan of Ram's understanding of the Rambam, we would also understand the Ravid's dissenting opinion, the Ravid, the Yisrael marviach b'masha osa b'shavis. 
and that even though the only heter of the Rambam, according to the Magan of Ram, is when the Jew is really gaining nothing, because if he doesn't do it today, he'll do it tomorrow. But the Shema Yistarach Gam Lomacher Lichtov Velo Yuchalaso Shnehim Gechad. It could be the Balabais will need more things recorded tomorrow, or more begadim to be fixed, and that you might be gaining. That's the opinion of the Ravid. Now, if you recall back in uh, Simon Reishmim Gimel, towards the end of Sif Aleph and the Mishnah Bur and Sif Katan Yud, he, uh, he made a distinction between a Sada and a Merchatz. And he said, when it comes to a field, even if you were hiring a non-Jew as a, as a salary worker, he's there, you're paying him for the year, it would still not be a direct violation or a real violation of Amir Lakum because he doesn't have to do the Malacha and Shabbos. He could choose to do it on Thursday or on Sunday because there is a set amount of work. In contrast to a Merchatz, which is really any case of a store where the Nanji was running the store, the Mishnah Brewer said that would be a real Isr of Amir Lakum because every day the Nanji was there, he's bringing in more revenue. And then he said, even according to the Taz, who has a more liberal understanding of the Rambam, Nira de Gamkein Medina, if he's working the store for the Jewish owner, that would be Asr Medina, even according to the Taz. Because the assumption is that the store owner would be Makbid and that he would not want the the employee to miss one day, because then he'd be missing out on all of the profits of that day. So though the Taz has a more liberal view of the Rambam, in that classic case of having the non-Jew run the store, that would still be Asr Medina. Sifkatin Chavtes, L'Melacha Miyuchedes. The Ramah said the only time the het of the Rambam applies is when you're hiring the non-Jew for a particular Melacha, to record things or to fix the begadim, but not if you're hiring him as your personal secretary to be available for anything you think of. And the Mishnah Bureau explains, the Because when he has a particular job, then likely the Jew is not gaining if he chooses, if the non-Jew chooses to do malacha for him on Shabbos. He might not need it that much. But if you're hiring him to do all sorts of different things, you just need him to be available to be your assistant, so to speak. Then It would be very, very likely that by him doing work today on Shabbos, he'll be able to do more work the next day. Therefore, the Jew would be gaining from the Malacha of the non-Jew, and therefore, even if he would not be makbid and he would allow him to take off a day here and there, it would still be usher to allow him to do melacha for you. Sivkatin lamid, lechol hamelachos, mitamze yeshlimchos beyad hashvachos, kishosin melaches adonehin mishabis. Based on this, one should make a macha. If they have a live-in maid who's about to do malacha for the balabayas, you should stop them and say, please don't do that for me. Even if they're not in the base Yisrael, and they're not doing it because they were told to, they're doing it because they want to be nice and help out. 
because they are hired for all melachos. Um, and for sure, if they're about to do malacha in the base Yisrael, because that would be a problem even if they were only hired for a particular task. The Taz brings a sheet of the Rebbeinu Simcha that says we can't even allow her to do her own work in the house of the Jew. The reason is, We don't want people to say, Oh, she must be doing the Malacha of the Jew. However, the Eli Rabbah brings from the Sefer HaTshuma that doing her own malacha for herself would be okay. For the living maid to fix her own clothing, Everyone would agree that that's permissible in the house of the Balabayas. It's clear she's doing the malacha for herself. I think based on this Mishnah Bura, it's Kedai, just to take a moment and talk about the, the very relevant shaila of having a cleaning lady on Shabbos or Yantif. Would we say, based on this Ramah, that she's considered that she's charu l'chol malachos, and therefore anything she does would be some level of shlichos, and you'd have to stop her. So the truth is, there, there are a few things to keep in mind when you have a cleaning lady on Shabbos Yontif. The first is, no matter what we're considering her, a kabla neschir yom, she socher lecholim malachos, you can never ask her to do malacha for you on Shabbos. You could ask her to do a particular type of thing that's helpful, right? The classic example is, could you please wash the dishes? Now, washing dishes in and of itself is not intrinsically a malacha. If she chooses to do it in a way where she's turning on the hot water or she's using a sponge, so that's her own prerogative. She's doing that for her own convenience. But you're not asking her to do something that's objectively a malacha. Now really, condition number two is what we're learning from here. Even if I'm not asking her to do anything for me, but I see that she's going to do malacha on my behalf, then I have to say something and, and tell her, please don't do that. It happens to me, there, there are many other things to consider when it comes to cleaning help, and there is a potential distinction between a live-in maid where there's probably more room to be mekel versus just hiring someone to come for a few hours on Shabbos and Yantif. But it's a shame we could maybe save some of that discussion for a different time. Let's stop here for now, and we'll continue with Sif Vav tomorrow.